0: I, I maybe I did play at least a little yeah. bit too much. Morning, oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> We're back here on 88.3 WGTs after further review. Now, talk a little bit of NBA Finals with David, the man of God, Harris. We'll talk about games two, three, and uh, four will be later on Friday. And by the time you hear this, uh, LeBron and the Cavs could be swept or they could have came away with a victory and still be alive in the finals it's going to be kind of hard because no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit and pretty much I think this will be the last time LeBron will be in a Cavaliers jersey I'll explain that a little bit later but we got David the man and got Harris on the phone lines and uh, got a lot to say about games two and three
1: yeah and kind of just long and short of it if you're LeBron James recognize kind of know your personnel and a lot of people are kind of blasting him for not taking the ball into his own hands and passing to open teammates like a Kyle over, like a J.R. Smith. And kind of as much as I have been called a hater on this show and partially rightfully so, kind of, we can't always seem to kind of jump down LeBron's throat when he wants to be a facilitator because really in the past couple of seasons, he's gravitated more of a, facilitating, recognizing that he's he's kind of constructed a roster around him that is full of shooters. And thinking about game in particular, the way that it was closed and as he was trying to get other shooters involved before the third quarter happened. Game three at home, you know, role players always play better at home. And we saw that a lot in the first half, LeBron James facilitating Wide open three is J.R. Smith hitting shots, Kevin Love hitting shots. And so I understand where people have come down on LeBron, you have to take the ball in your own hands, look at your teammates. But then it's also LeBron James can only do so much with the physical energy that he has left on the offensive end because he's exuding a lot of energy on the defensive end trying to guard a variety of players. And so I can understand, hey, if you're at home game three, you pass it to Jr. Smith, you expect him to hit a shot. You pass it to Kyle Corver, Kevin Love, you expect them to hit shots. And so, yes, we like to blame LeBron for, oh, you lost, despite having triple-doubles and you know scoring 40, 45 points. We also have to look at his teammates and, like, yo, like, this is on you guys. Like, you guys were brought here specifically to help alleviate some of the pressure on LeBron. Because defensively, you guys stink. Like, that's true throughout this entire reckless season. But at least uh, you've had some kind of, not renaissance, but you played decently on defense enough to get this far. Helped and facilitated by LeBron. But at some point, i I get the understanding and get the reality that hey, if you're LeBron, you have to realize like I'm the I'm the best in the world. like I need to take this game over and really take the game over. but yeah, that game three, like whew. I, I don't like, I know that people say you can do more to help your team win. But if you're the role players, like that, that game three losses on y'all. Like yes, we can praise Kevin Durant's cold blooded dagger from a shot from LeBron James's house in Akron, but like leading up to that, you gotta put the beast away.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's I told um Frank earlier that it's it's probably time for LeBron to probably leave the Cavs it's, it's it's a total mess and I and I mentioned before you know this is the team that he wanted I mean you you, you can't get you can't get mad you, you 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 wanted to get rid of David Blatt when when you got there you gave him a chance in the first finals but you didn't kind of really want him there think about it. they won the trade with Kevin Love you got the trade with him him from Minnesota uh you, you, you wanted to get the big deals for uh, Tristan Thompson and, and J.R. Smith, and you can't really get rid of those contracts. They tried to probably get rid of those contracts in the midseason deals this year. Uh, what I think in bottom line it came down to, and I mentioned this earlier, was that this is a battle of two rich men. I think when LeBron came back, they listened to LeBron and they did the things that LeBron wanted them to do. And, I mean, they got to the championship two times and won a championship in 2016. I think they could have won in 2015 if Love or Kyrie were healthy that year. I really do. I mean, the Cavs played them tough and toward the end of the series with uh, Kerr making a good uh, change with Iguodala uh, helped them propel them to win that series. But I think last year was a pivotal year when things they lost it was like well we did things LeBron's way and it probably seemed like he's running the organization so I think Dan Gilbert won the show him. no I'm the owner I, I built this you know empire I'm gonna show who's boss So you don't sign Griffin the GM you bring up the third scout in charge Kobe Oltman who has no business being a GM I trust me I've said this several times on this show after meeting him at a coach's clinic uh you know then cuz obviously Griffin wasn't going to trade Kyrie Irving. I mean, he was going to be if he was, he's was going to be savvy with the deal. So you put the young guy in there and he trades Kyrie Irving for nothing. You got nothing in the deal. You got an 8th pick in this year's draft, but it's already obvious that only maybe four players in this draft are going to probably be franchise changers. You know don't expect a Jason Tatum in this draft at all, especially at the 8th spot. Uh you get rid of him. You bring in Kobe Altman. Uh, you know, he comes in and then makes some more kind of, you know, crappy deals. I mean, it just, it was just to show that, okay, I'm going to show LeBron that I can do this and I could, you know, I'm going to be the smartest guy in the room. And then it explains the relationship that they have. I mean, you can tell it's a cold relationship that they have there. And it's just really toxic. And then you got all these guys in the middle of it. And LeBron played his best. I think LeBron this year. He went in there and showed that he can be one of the top players in the league. You know, it's no coincidence that he played 82 games this year, and he led his team back to the finals to show that, you know, I'm still the dominant player. But I think that was more or less not to prove to the world, but I think it was to prove to Dan Gilbert that, hey, you still need me, buddy. I'm not I'm not out the, out the door yet, even though it's my 15th year. And that's just how it's always been in Cleveland. It's just been a battle of these two coming ahead, and I think, in the beginning, it was a honeymoon stage, and everyone knew that the, the, the initial goal was to bring a championship to Cleveland. But once that championship got there, you know, it was like, okay, we get it, we got it done. Then the Eagles came. The Eagles came back in, and you know, I think it's best for LeBron to leave. I mean, I, I hate to say that. I mean, I, I like Northeast Ohio, I like Cleveland. We've been there for numerous MAC championships, but this isn't going to really work. I mean, you're going to have an owner that's going to try to prove to be the smartest guy in the room and show that, you know, I'm the owner and you do what I say and you're just the player. And obviously after 2010, what player is going to really come to Cleveland? I mean, it's not really a free agent attraction. And then, you know, you're not going to play for this silly owner. And you, and you can realize that Dan Gilbert wants to show up be, be about him. So, I mean, it's just best he can leave. Now, the problem with LeBron, though, is where can he go? I mean, that's the question there's no this not like last time where oh, okay, I'm going to Miami and we're gonna set this up with me, Bosch and Wade There's gotta be some domino effects to happen for him to go to a good situation, and then not to mention if you go out west, it's gonna be a gauntlet out there, and you does not guarantee you can beat the warriors. I mean, you could go to Houston, but you ain't gonna really have a bench because you got all those big contracts that're gonna be signed you're not, not gonna you, you pretty much are going back to the same situation you're in in Houston, and think about it, James Harden disappears a lot in the playoffs, and Chris Paul is known to get injured, I mean, that's the same thing that's going on in Cleveland, basically you go to the Lakers, they're still kind of young, they're still wet behind the ears you go to Philadelphia, yeah, you might get out of the East, but do they have enough firepower to beat the Warriors you don't know what Joel Embiid is going to do he's going to be injured, or his head where, where's his head going to be at, you don't know about Markel Fultz either, I mean it, it's just now this situation is like you're kind of stuck I mean, you, you you know, you can go somewhere, but it, and guess what? There's no guarantee you'll beat the Warriors unless, you know, you heard the recent rumor where he might actually join the Warriors, which I don't think that would really happen. But it could be a possibility. But then I think that would really kind of hurt the league because then it's like, you know, this is getting ridiculous. Well,
1: and that's, that's the thing kind of thinking about where LeBron James is going to go and how LeBron this offseason or by next offseason is going to be orchestrating, facilitating. And, like, I've seen primarily after game two where we can go on a side tangent about people blaming the refs for nonsense when it's game
0: three. The, it's not the refs. I hate that. It's like, just the Cavs are just outmatched. They're outmatched. Yeah, well, J.R. I mean, Smith is not playing defense. It's just You're just outmatched.
1: Well, I mean, if you ask the fans that were complaining about the block charges they won about LeBron, like, all the – all the foul calls that Cleveland got in game three, they're like, whoa, 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 no. That was a good call. That was a good call. But, you know, that's punching up. that's the side. But, yeah, if you really just look at where can LeBron go, and it's like people talk about parity and is this bad for the league, is it good for the league, where, you know, does LeBron have to stay in the East to make the game relevant? I put out a tweet, like, regardless of how you guys think LeBron – or. Kevin Durant joining a 73-9 and win team that didn't win the finals is bad for the NBA. Like, y'all still watch it and complain it. Like, everyone's complaining about, oh, but when it was Game 7 and everyone's like, oh, is Chris Paul going to be back? Is Chris Paul going to come back? What about James Harden? Like, people were still actively rooting for Golden State to fail. And it's kind of gotten to a point to where people are going to be so focused and so... Like, intent on trying to bring LeBron to their city if for no other reason to, than to, one, make their like team relevant and get deep into the tournament. But then, two, like, who else can LeBron bring? Is it going to be, like, a Paul George? Can you bring him in? Like, I threw out a wild example of, you know, what about LeBron to Milwaukee? No one's talking about that. But it's like... But I mentioned like that. That'd be, different... good, that'd be
0: good to go to Milwaukee with Kumpo? I mean, I mentioned it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, outside of us, like, the big wigs are kind of looking at the Houston because of Chris Paul. Someone I heard recently, like, what about coming back to Miami now that there's, like, a kind of a good relationship, terms-ish, with Pat Riley again and kind of Dwayne Wade back down there, like, wherever LeBron goes, that's going to be where that quote-unquote super team is going to be built in the East. Because, again, I don't think LeBron's leaving the Eastern Conference. Like, why would you want to face Golden State in potentially a second round or a conference finals matchup? And then so you can so you can lose to Golden State earlier? Like, no one, like, LeBron's not leaving the East, and so that brings in Again, like you said, the viable options in the East, Philadelphia. Well, whoever the GM is going to be, or whatever the situation is with kind of the Calendula fallout, like what's going to happen? Like, does he even want to go there? Given that whoever they may bring in, good, bad terms, maybe possibly.
0: Well, if they bring in Griffin, yeah, just... if they bring in Griffin, they're fine because him and Griffin are cool with each other.
1: I mean, if it, but then I'm thinking about kind of just going on the fill it up. Like, how many of their pieces would they be willing to risk for either a sign and trade or who are they going to try to convince to take, like, super veterans minimum to kind of stick with that roster? Because, again, like you said, Joel B he's too busy trying to shoot three-pointers to really be a big man. Markel Foles is... I, I have no idea what Markel Foles and Ben doesn't want to shoot from the mid-range. And so, it's like, where can he go? And if he does stay in Cleveland, which, after this final, again, I agree with you. Like, there's like, You can't get beat this bad. And yes, the games were close, but they weren't really close. Like, the closest they were was J.R. Smith having a Hennessy moment. And that's only because George Hill, you know, missed the free throw. But, like, that's as close as they came And And even then, it was like, once you gave Golden State a little bit of room, here come the three-pointers. And I don't know if LeBron wants to end his career, whether in Cleveland, or as he approaches something close to the latter half of his career not giving or not having a team around him that can give 110% like he can for, for every game within the playoff because it looks like I'm really afraid that we're we're recording this on Friday. So I'm really afraid that game four is going to be, they're just out like the Cavs players are just out there just, for being out there. Like, emotionally, kind of similar to the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference semis. Like, they were out there, but you could tell, like, their souls were just crushed. And they were just like, you know what, we'll just go through the motion. whatever. Like, I'm afraid that's going to happen.
0: Oh, wow, David, with the actual Toronto Raptors reference. And it does kind of feel like that. It is, it is kind of demoralizing when you know... And I think Game One was the, if 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 the Cavs win Game One, this series is different. But it is true that you you get your opportunities a team like Golden State, and you can put them away, and then you have blunders like that. And even in Game Three, more blunders. You know, you talk about. I guess my thing is, why wasn't Rodney Hood playing? I mean, I understand that uh, you know he didn't want to go in, and you, you know he he, he you want to kind of penalize him for it, but it's the pros you got to basically you you have to put put him in. You you got to give everything that you got to win the series against Golden State. You brought Ronnie Hood for there for a reason. He averaged about 15 to 17 points a game. He's an asset. But instead you stick with J.R. Smith who had multiple defensive lapses. I mean, you go and watch the tape. I mean, the the not only the pull-up on uh with Kevin Durant we mentioned I mentioned it last week you know the suit the, the silly trying to go for the steal and at halftime of game one and Curry hit the three-pointer the the backdoor cut he made on JR in game three uh, again I think Draymond Green got the easy layup I mean it's, it's just a blunder of things and he's not giving you any now he gave a little bit of offensive production in game three but in the first two games he didn't do anything for you and he was getting cooked I mean in game one he got cooked by Curry, who went to the basket, and Love had to foul him on the help, and he was the reason why they got the one point lead going into the fourth. You know, in late in the fourth quarter, and then you know George Hill had to tie it. I mean, it's it just. But once again, that's one of the guys that LeBron wanted there, and you can't be surprised by J.R. Smith. He's been known to do that all the time, just making blunders. And yeah, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, and, and Rodney Hood actually was playing surprisingly well. Like I was looking I at, I don't know
0: life. if it's surprisingly well. I I think he. was... Well,
1: I mean, given the rest of how the rest of the playoff he was.
0: Well, he didn't like, play. He, I mean, what, like what, he, what look did you get? He didn't play.
1: Well, I mean, like his confidence. I don't know if it was because he watched himself on YouTube. I don't know if it. He had a motivational speech from Kareem, who was in the building, like. Like Rodney Hood, like when he came out, like he was actually like okay, he could really be that second piece because I still think I still don't think Kevin Love can be a reliable second scoring option. Like Rodney Hood came in and he played surprisingly well both on the offensive end and the defensive end. Yeah, we kind of were texting during the game. Like, why are you taking him out? Like I understand he's not a quote unquote as Sharpshooter if you know, Jared Smith wants to be the next Michael but like Rodney Hood at least gives you some length. Like he can at least stick an arm up, and it won't be you know too far away from Kevin Durant.
0: And then there's also other things like LeBron doing the easy switch with Kevin Love. You know that they want to go attack Kevin Love. Does this is say no switch? I mean, do you think Jordan would have let that happen? This is the reason why I don't really have LeBron as the goat. Or, you know, greatest of all time, basically, is because of that reason. Everyone looks, well, all these statistical categories, LeBron is better than Jordan. But when it comes to the game time and closing it out, you know, Jordan's trying to elevate his teammates to win. He's doing whatever he can to win. And it, it just seemed like you see, Le- you see Durant cooking. Try to stop him. Get a couple stops on him, and then you go back down on the floor and score. It could have demoralized the Warriors, and you could have got the victory. But instead... They went and did this pick and roll, and you let Kevin Love try to guard Kevin Durant. You know that he's barbecue chicken. You know that. You know that Kevin Love and Kevin Durant, that's a matchup that Kevin Durant's probably going to win 95% of the time, and he did. And then it just got him rolling. You know, he got a couple baskets on him, but now, you know, he closed him out in the fourth quarter. Closed him out. And what did LeBron do? Well, some people say, well, he was tired, and he was this. Well, hey. It's the NBA Finals. Everybody's tired. Everybody's nicked up. And it's just it just seems like, once again, that LeBron just didn't really rise to the occasion when they needed him the most. And I like I said, I think he's a great player. But it, it's just a few things that I just think that, to me, I would never, ever really put him as the greatest player. I think he's a talented person to watch. But, you know, I don't think he's very uplifting to his teammates. I think he passes very well. And I think some people get that confused with uplifting teammates but i just think that he's not really a leader and you saw that at the end of the bench when the whole blunder went down in his body you know you know language you know coaches tell you you know you still got to keep a positive you know body language even in the toughest of times you got to fake it till you make it and you know try to give some encouraging words and say you know we're gonna get him next time we're gonna get him next time now you might not believe that but you gotta you gotta do that and he just doesn't do that and it, it's just you know, when times are tough, I'm going to go somewhere else. Now, in this situation, I don't blame him because, you know, Gilbert, it's, I don't think it's going to work. But, you know, it just its just I guess this is just this generation where when there's adversity, some people just don't want to step up to the challenge and, and just say, you know what, this is tough, but we're going to try to get through it, and let's see what the results are.
1: And, again, this is a, this is a team that island, LeBron's together. He was the one that wanted Rodney Hood. He was the one that wanted guys like Jordan Clarkston and Larry Nance who pretty much, I don't know why they're even, like why aren't they next to Kendrick Perkins? Like they they're just out there just to get a paycheck and get a little sweat.
0: Well, I I think Nance helps out where he can he can't but Tristan Thompson the 80 million dollar guy yeah he ain't doing nothing I mean it it, it just like you said those are the guys he wanted but I think Nance tries but you know Nance's first NBA finals and he's a young guy so I mean it, it's going to be kind of tough for him to, 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 to kind of perform but you know we're going to have to wrap up this segment here final thoughts David
1: I really hope it's not a sweep because people are going to throw out that legacy word and if it's a sweep whoo people in this state are not going to be happy well actually they're not happy already because they already think that they're playing the Cavalier or the Golden State Warriors and the referees which is you know lunacy.
0: Well I, I, I think people realize they're outmatched and their opportunity slipped in game one so I don't know if it hurt his legacy they realize this is a team that you were bringing a rubber knife to a a, a m19 gunfight so (laughs) i I hate to say that so i think that's what people are kind of realizing so i don't know maybe if this you know will help now getting swept won't help but if he does win he'll probably get some more credibility with his legacy and say you know because some people are already saying that this is probably worse than the 2017 which it's 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 pretty bad team it's close yeah it's very close we'll take a quick commercial break when we return david will have a little bit of a soccer football which america's not in it world cup preview here on 88.3 wxut make sure you check out the podcast on soundcloud and on itunes